In episode five, I gave an introduction to the concepts of zero waste by talking about the 12 steps to a zero waste lifestyle. Proponents of zero waste admit that it is impossible to generate absolutely no waste because while we can reduce our household waste to almost nothing, we cannot control the production of the products that we use every day. So that being said, in true form to how I like to be, I am not going to teach something that I do not practice myself, and that is why I examine my own life on a regular basis. Consequently, I put myself to the test, and I went on a road trip and decided to see if I could do this without producing any waste. To learn what I did, then listen to this episode about my zero waste road trip. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 49, which is called My Zero Waste Road Trip. Now, before we get started, there are several other episodes that can be piggybacked onto this one. Episode 3, How Much Should One Person Be Allowed to Use? Episode 14, The New Self-Sufficiency, Doing Without? And episode 21 is sustainable air travel and illusion. And now there are other episodes, but these are ones that will help you get a full picture of what I am talking about here today. Now, as I said before, zero waste is more or less the gold standard, but we all know that it's truly impossible to produce absolutely no waste. This is because some sort of waste is connected to every single thing that we do in our lives. But everyone can participate on some level and we can get as close to zero waste as possible and along the way do as little damage to the environment as possible. That being said, reducing your waste looks a little bit different for everyone. It truly depends on your lifestyle. For example, those that live the urban life will likely have more choices as far as purchasing bulk products or locating retailers willing to fill up personal containers. But those that live in rural areas, like we do, have more possibilities for food production at home, such as a garden or having small farm animals such as chickens. But before I outline my my recent zero waste road trip, I just want to do a quick overview of the basic concepts of zero waste. Then I will put my road trip under the microscope and see just how I measure up to that standard. B. Johnson, who is an activist and writer, wrote this book that's called Zero Waste Home. And in her book, she shares the five principles of zero waste 
which I think gives many people a good foundation. So I have to give B. Johnson full credit for these five principles. So here we go. Here's just a quick overview. Number one, just refuse what you don't need. This prevents you from accumulating unwanted items, things such as junk mail, plastic cups, plastic straws, etc. Number two, reduce what you do use. So in the end, this means less waste is produced overall. Number three, reuse whatever you can. So fix something instead of throwing it away. And if you no longer need it, give it to someone else. Consider buying secondhand items and, and purchase items that you can that can be used over and over again instead of purchasing disposable items. Principle number four, recycle what you can't refuse or reduce. So by recycling, you prevent resources from going into the stream of waste. And just keep in mind that some items cannot be recycled at all. So these, of course, are items to avoid. And the last concept, number five, compost what is left over. Because food waste and other compostable items take up at least 25% of the space in the landfill. So compost whatever you can. So once again, folks, I have to give full credit to B. Johnson, who wrote her book, Zero Waste Home. So if you want uh, further information and a lot more detail, then look up uh, B. Johnson's book. So now that we've covered all of that, let's get to my road trip, the small challenges I had, and what I did to overcome those challenges. Now, it has been a couple years since I've done any traveling for work at all. And with the pandemic and all, I've stayed pretty close to home for the last year and a half. But I was presented with this opportunity to work in a hospital in Arizona that I've worked with off and on for at least 15 years. So in the past, when I would travel for work, what I've typically done is put together some basic snacks, take a water bottle, and when I would stop for gas, I would take advantage of whatever fast food was available. And that would include purchasing soda in plastic bottles, Gatorade in plastic bottles, and even bags of chips, of course, in a plastic bag. But this time I was determined not to do that. So the first thing I did for my road trip is I purchased a large bag of, of um, nuts. In this case, it was flavored almonds. And I got it at a warehouse store along with a large bag of apples. I then purchased some tortillas, some onions, peppers, and a whole chicken. So I cut up the chicken and processed it in a pressure cooker because it only takes about 20 minutes. And I use the pressure cooker frequently because I cook, because it cooks food quickly and I use very little energy in doing so. Then I deboned the chicken, chopped the meat, and I stored it in one of my reusable silicone food storage bags. And I also took along some chopped tomatoes and chopped lettuce. So my road snacks consisted of simple chicken wraps, slices of apples, and almonds. So when I stopped for gas the first time, I decided I, I wanted a Coke to go along with my chicken wraps. I carry a 22-ounce insulated stainless steel mug since I can refill it for less money 
and not have to purchase anything that's packaged in plastic. So I filled up my huge cup with ice and I purchased a fountain drink. I got back on the road and once I finished eating, I rinsed off the leftover ice with water and then dumped the ice into a small cooler that was sitting on my seat. So my first stop was zero waste. My second stop was in Gallup, New Mexico. And since I had worked half a day in the hospital that morning, I had I got kind of got a late start on the road and I had to stop the night and stay in a hotel. It was really just a basic hotel room in, you know, in a place that's right off the interstate. And I ate one of my chicken wraps and some water for dinner and went straight to bed having already put in a 17-hour day. So when I got up the next morning, I walked in the bathroom to take a shower, and it was of course the typical hotel bathroom. Small bottles of shampoo, conditioner, and soap all packaged in disposable plastic containers. But I brought along some homemade soap and homemade shampoo bars, and the shampoo bar lathers up quite nicely and has some olive oil in it so I can lather up my face and use it as a shaving cream and consequently I no longer purchase shaving cream in disposable metal cans. And I brought along my safety razor that I purchased a year ago and since I use that I no longer purchase plastic disposable razors. So shower and shave out of the way I wanted some coffee and since the rooms are equipped with these little Keurig-style coffee pots, with everything packaged in plastic, of course, I decided to take advantage of the coffee that was in the lobby. So I took my reusable microwave and dishwasher-safe traveling mug with me, and just as I was about to fill it with coffee, the guy at the front desk literally yells at me and says, I am sorry, sir, but you're not allowed to use personal cups. It is hotel policy due to COVID. So I just stood there for a minute or two watching everyone else in the lobby, touching the same handle on the same coffee dispenser without any sanitation between people. And I'm just thinking, you know, so much for COVID precautions. Yet I am not allowed to use my personal cup. So I walked over and I picked up a styrofoam coffee cup and went over to the front desk. And I held up my reusable mug and I said, I've had this mug for several years. It is reusable. The material is, that it is made of is recyclable. This is a fantastic way to prevent garbage from going to the landfill. Then I held up the styrofoam cup and said, so you want me to use this styrofoam cup, which will go to the landfill and take 500 years to degrade if it degrades at all. So, of course, at this point, everyone in the lobby is looking at me and the guy behind the front desk is looking at me as if he wanted to murder me on the spot. So I'm not sure if he, in fact, had murderous intentions or if that was his typical delirious facial expression after having worked overnight shift at the front desk. But obviously he was not going to budge. So instead of challenging his authority any further, I went 
back to my truck and retrieved my portable traveling coffee press and went to my room and heated water and made my own coffee. So my second stop resulted in zero waste. So my next stop that day was at my final destination and it was at a nice hotel and each room had a good sized refrigerator, a microwave, and of course the Keurig style coffee pot. And to my surprise, this hotel actually had refillable pump dispensers for soap, shampoo, and conditioner. So that at least prevented a large amount of waste. So the next morning, I did use the hotel supplies for a shower since that was zero waste. But when it came to coffee, I heated water and used my own coffee press again. So since a hotel offers a hot breakfast every morning, I went down to the kitchen area to get breakfast. It of course was no surprise to me that everything was served on disposable plates and everyone used disposable plastic utensils. So I just simply returned to my room and retrieved my camping plate and dinnerware, which I keep in my truck all the time. And to my pleasant surprise, the hotel staff allowed me to use them as well as my own personal coffee mug. So once finished, I returned to my room to wash my dishes and that was to be my morning routine in order to not produce any waste. So in addition to my travel dishes, I also carry a two burner tabletop electric cooker and a camping cookware set so that if I get stuck in a hotel room, I can at least prepare some simple meals instead of eating restaurant food. So I was to be in this hotel for a week and then move into an apartment that was actually above the clinic. And to my surprise, the clinic break area has a full kitchen setup, so I was able to cook for myself as if I were at home. So once moved into the apartment, I went to the supermarket and I purchased some meat, some vegetables, rice, beans, eggs, fruit, and some, some of the local salsa, and some corn tortilla chips. I shopped with reusable bags and mesh reusable produce bags and the eggs were in a carton that could be recycled. However, since I did not bring along enough silicone reusable bags, I did have to purchase some plastic Ziploc freezer bags for storage of fresh food and vegetables. And of course, the meat I purchased was wrapped in plastic on top of a styrofoam tray. And the salsa I purchased was in a plastic container and the tortilla chips were also in a plastic bag. So in this respect, I was responsible for producing some waste. But I should tell you that when I purchase Ziploc um, freezer bags for food storage, I use and abuse those things until they are literally completely worthless before I dispose of them. So that means I wash, rinse and dry them and store them in my cabinet until I need them again but I am also committed to not purchasing any more of them unless I don't have a choice. And I am slowly changing over to these reusable silicone bags. So while I was working at the clinic, there was 
a luncheon with a representative from a veterinary supply company and they supplied lunch and of course everything was brought in in disposable containers complete with paper plates and plastic utensils. So in this case I once again avoided producing any waste by using my own plates and dinnerware that of course could be washed and reused. And since I had been to this community off and on for, for many years, I do have some friends in the area and I did meet up with a few different friends and go out to dinner uh, a couple times, actually uh, twice actually. But depending on where we went to eat, I either ordered appropriate portions so that I had no leftovers or I took my own to-go container so I could avoid using a styrofoam box. So toward the end of the trip, I of course had to make plans for my drive back to Colorado, but this time I was going to leave really early in the morning so that I could drive straight through and avoid staying in a hotel. So I had some meat left over that I chopped up, I marinated it and I cooked it with some veggies and, and made some rice and that was to be my road food. But I also had some chips and salsa left over and since I had a small cooler that sits on my seat, I partially filled that with ice from the clinic freezer. And if I wanted a cold drink or a soda, then I could fill my stainless steel cup with ice, drink soda from a can, and then recycle that can. So my quick little business trip lasted about two weeks. And so let's just compare my road trip and the things that I do uh, things that I did to the principles of zero waste and let's just see how I actually measured up So for the first two principles Refuse what you don't need and reduce what you do use So on my road trip, I refused to purchase any drinks in plastic cups or plastic bottles I used my stainless steel insulated cup for all drinks. I also did not purchase any fast food so instead, I prepared my own road snacks, which consisted of homemade chicken wraps, nuts, chopped fresh veggies, and slices of fresh fruit, and of course, my bag of flavored almonds. In the hotel, I refused to use styrofoam cups or their Keurig-style coffee maker, and I used my own coffee press instead. I also refused to use disposable plates and plastic forks and spoons. Instead, I used my camping plates and my dinnerware. And the same was true for the luncheon at the clinic. So one of the two times I did go out for dinner with friends, I took my own to-go container to avoid using a styrofoam box. So the next principle, reuse whatever you can. I was of course reusing my camping plates and dinnerware but I also saved and reused my plastic Ziploc bags. But in this respect, I failed because these bags will ultimately be wasted and will take hundreds of years to decompose. And I also failed to bring enough reusable silicone food storage bags so I could have avoided producing this amount of waste. Next principle recycle what you cannot refuse or reuse. So in this respect, 
The only drinks I purchased were in aluminum cans, so at the end of the day, those got recycled. And the last principle, compost whatever is left over. So since I cooked with mostly fresh vegetables, I had practically zero food waste and what trimmings from the vegetables I had that were not edible, I placed them in a compost bin. So again, zero waste. But of course, there were areas in which I failed to follow the principles of zero waste. I purchased plastic Ziploc freezer bags. I purchased meat packaged in plastic wrap on a styrofoam tray. And I purchased salsa and tortilla chips, both of which were packaged in plastic. But one thing to consider is just remember that it is likely impossible to never produce any waste. But what's important is that you recognize what you're doing and constantly make efforts to reduce the waste that you do produce. What I really wanted to point out in this episode is the basic principles of zero waste, of course, and how that works. And, you know, some of the reasoning behind zero waste is that just to simply refuse to purchase items in wasteful packaging, then, you know, if that happens, then the demand for those items will eventually decline. And if you refuse to purchase items in single-use plastic, then, of course, you reduce the amount of plastic garbage. And if you simply streamline the things that you purchase for your home, then you're also streamlining your life. But ultimately, it is truly our choices that drive the marketplace. And therefore, our choices can be a very powerful force in making sustainable changes. So as you can plainly see from my example here, I am I'm not perfect and neither are my efforts. But there were also multiple instances during my trip where I refused to use disposable items. And I got around this by purchasing campware that I use for travel and it stays in my truck all the time. And my camping cookware set was about $30. My reusable microwave safe travel mug was $12. My travel coffee press was $20, but I purchased that thing about 10 years ago and I still use it. And my stainless steel travel cup was about $15. So believe it or not, I have a small bag of supplies that stays in my truck all the time. And it seems to be that more and more places are now allowing the use of personal cups and other supplies. And for example, one hospital that I was in the other day uh, had a company come in with a portable coffee stand that was really just a gesture of staff appreciation. And I was standing there with my travel mug and the guy asked me if I wanted coffee in my reusable cup. But you also need to be prepared that you are going to be met with some resistance occasionally, you know, such as this guy at the hotel in New Mexico. And But you also have to remember that you can simply refuse and find an alternative that produces zero waste. And also in the transcript of this episode, I do have a link to a great article that I found that I think is well worth 
the read. And this article is called The Five Principles of Zero Waste and How to Start in Your Own Home. And this article provides a lot of detail and it also has a list of zero waste alternatives to common things that we use every day. So I just want to close this episode with a quote from Will Rogers. He said, Good judgment comes from experience, and a lot of that comes from bad judgment. So obviously, we just do not live in a perfect world, and obviously our world is in its present condition due to a prolonged history of bad judgment on the part of humanity. So just remember, zero waste is the gold standard. It's impossible, of course, to produce zero waste, but it is not impossible to incorporate the principles of zero waste into your lifestyle and really, truly start making a difference. And perhaps do what I do, because I travel around with a small little supply of reusable items so that when I go from place to place for work, I produce as little waste as possible. And also remember that preventing one piece of trash from going to the landfill is not the thing that's going to save the planet, but a lifetime of sustainable habits will. So use better judgment and make better choices and incorporate the principles of zero waste into your everyday life. So for now, folks, this is your host, Patrick, signing off until next week. And always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future.